0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Junk Miles. It's early December. Boy, oh boy, are we in the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit. Happy Hanukkah to those who partook in Festival of Lights. I'm here with- uh, part
1: Partook I believe, Jeff. is uh, That is part turkey, part <laughs> duck, and part chicken, right?
0: Did you have a uh, holiday partook in at, uh, at the Chantry
1: <laughs> Yes, we did. We had a partook It was delicious. It, it was a little, a little overcooked, though. A
0: little dry. A little dry ladies and gentlemen that's my uh co-host chip chantry chip how you doing
1: i'm doing great i'm uh i'm boosted up i'm oh, uh
0: yes I'm feeling good i'm uh yeah. did you get boosted on uh this past friday
1: thursday thursday Thursday. i did but uh boy friday i paid the price i'll tell you that much
0: yeah i a little was tired a little sick
1: hit by a truck on friday but it's a small price to pay i just you know what, what do i have to do with my life i just i just laid it laid on the couch and watched tv and you know suffered through it and wine yeah. to my wife and then uh yeah and then it was over and it's i'm fine.
0: getting getting mine tomorrow chip
1: oh very nice
0: yeah so will. uh
1: now are you going to like a pharmacy or do you just have like a friend who does it
0: chip everything i do my whole life revolves around one store one store only that's the giant supermarket oh uh i do my banking there sure. i do my food shopping there yep. i do my alcohol shopping there, there mm-hmm. i do my pharmacy there i'm getting my shot there tomorrow yep. And then uh, next week we're renewing our vows there.
1: Oh, congratulations! I I would ask to be the best man, but I'm assuming whoever the butcher is on duty will be Sam. Uh, by by because it's I think they go by maritime law. Uh, the giant, uh, giant foodery. I, I am a big fan of giant foodery as well. I, uh, Kim and I got most of our groceries throughout the pandemic from Giant Supermarket. We did, Jeff. I'm telling you, and they are not a sponsor. As far no. as I know, unless you're okay. taking money off, off the nope. top, they, I don't, I don't understand why more people don't do this. I, I get, I do love pre pandemic pandemic side. I do love a supermarket experience. Mm-hmm. Grew up in supermarkets. My dad worked in supermarkets. Yeah. My whole life. Love a supermarket. Me too. But especially during the pandemic and then you're busy and everything, you, you go online, you just fill up the little cart and then you schedule a time, you pull up to the curb and they bring it right out to you.
0: Just pop your trunk and they put it in.
1: It's cheap. There's like it's like three extra bucks or whatever.
0: That's awesome. And
1: uh, and then you know, here's the thing. I don't know if you if you did this. I always insisted on tipping the the yeah. lady. But always I tip, tip everybody. Yeah. And then the one lady at Giant stopped me, and she ref- I've had two or three people refuse at Giant. And the one lady even said she's like, you know what? She's like, we're not even allowed to keep the the uh, tips. They put them in a thing, and the tips are donated, quote unquote, donated somewhere. Wow. And I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, but uh, it just—it makes life so much easier. You go on, you can spend your time, you, you get, you, you do that, and then I go to the one at 23rd and Cherry Street in Philly now, and it's like a half hour just from door to door, in and out. Yeah, it's great. Full of groceries.
0: Chip, we—my God, we have our guest is already in the waiting room. I think I thought he was going to oh be off a little late, but we're going to. Let him in in about one minute, but I want to promote before we forget, everybody is listening. December 18th, Yes. Facebook 18. Live, me, Chip, some special guests. We want you to go to Facebook. If you don't have your Facebook account, sign on to your Nana's account, sign on mm. to your mom's account. Join us. You can join in. The video, we'll put a link there. If you have something to add to our show, we're going to be watching A Christmas Story Christmas mm-hmm. classic. We're not going to be watching. We're going to be discussing. Everyone watch it first.
1: It. Yeah, watch it ahead of time.
0: Watch it out of time. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to drop some great trivia, uh, quizzes. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Saturday, December 18th, get a gallon of eggnog. Just place it right next to you. Mm-hmm. Good hour and a half of, of good holiday talk. Yeah. You ready for it, Chip?
1: I'm so excited for it. I, I can't wait for it. This is This well, is going to be a big uh, one.
0: Well, let's let, let's let our guest in the room. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna admit this. Son of a Here
1: we go. Yeah.
0: Oh, he's Uh-oh. connecting to audio.
1: He is. That that photograph looks very familiar. It looks yeah. like a familiar place to me.
0: Was that might have been the field we were running on with him a while back? That's what hey, I'm feeling. Can you hear me?
1: There he is. We can hear yeah. you. We can see a picture of you with a can of seltzer
0: on your head. Yeah, yeah that's that, selling.
2: That's um, am I coming in too hot? love no, the wise.
0: that's perfect sounds good
2: try me to try i don't let me see my oh hey there he oh hey now. Now
0: hello now you're coming there you tomorrow. go
2: uh, hello yeah, um, speaking of so hot. where was that that was taken outside of allentown new jersey there's a bunch of nice paths and trails outside okay. of town there
1: it it reminded me of the trenton ish area where we ran around the park yeah, yeah, i i, I saved your Meadows. life I saved you your life from the. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Recently yeah, that,
0: celebrated the fourth anniversary of that did. blessed I just saw moment it on that of the life day. saving. Yeah, John, that picture. Now, Chip, you may not know this. He had a cam in his head. His lovely wife Nicole. She's a crack shot. She loves a little target practice. Mm-hmm. Was that a crossbow day, John, or what day was that for uh, your wife?
2: That was the throwing stars. Throwing stars. <laughs> she went one for three.
0: <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's not too bad no let's uh let's most people probably recognize the uh who is this guy
1: i don't know who it is Jeff, the
0: sultry tones that that big radio voice probably our most frequent guest over the years on junk miles um the head honcho of comedy minus one record label of course the man who can be heard every wednesday evening across the delaware valley from 5 p.m to 8 p.m eastern standard time on 103 fm wprb also available on the internets ladies and gentlemen the Human Radio Station, John Solomon. John Solomon. Son of aboard. a
2: bitch must pay.
0: There it is. He's ready. He's, He's ready. Little, oh my locked god! And loaded.
2: Get that in as early as possible. Get
0: it. Yep. So you can stake claim to that. Um, mm-hmm. If you've been listening to our little show last few episodes, Chip and I have been. This is like comfort food. We say it's a comfort yes, food podcast right now because Chip he likes to make a giant uh, vat of mashed potatoes and eat them during the show. Yes. And also, it's nostalgia where we bring on a guest and we ask them, hey, guest, what movie made you happy as a youth and somewhat formed who you are today, brought you a little joy? And, John, the movie you chose is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, a little round of applause there. From 1986, directed by John
2: Carpenter. The movie that makes me
0: very, very happy. Now, John, we asked all our guests this and You know how to do this, John, because you're a professional. Um, Set the stage. When a young John Solomon first saw Big Trouble in Little China, where were you? Lay it out for us. All right. I think
2: I saw Big Trouble in Little China at the Prince 3 movie theater that is now a Pep Boys off of Route (laughs) 1 outside of Princeton. I would have gone with my mom. I don't remember it being an especially well-attended movie we loved it and
0: America did not (laughs) the box office spoke John and it was uh I think for that year I think it mustered up uh, a 11.1 million dollars
2: it was supposed to be one of the hits of the summer and I've been listening to a lot of movie podcasts in Mm -hmm. the past couple of months in addition to what you guys have been doing and one of them has been looking at the John Carpenter filmography and it's they went through the the box office not just for the summer but the week Big Trouble in Little China opened and I think it came in in like 10th or 11th place opening weekend yeah it it uh, it did not perform as well as its reputation might make me think it would have however many years down the line now
1: 1986 correct 86 yeah. was this a summertime release
2: yeah july 2nd Ooh, oh, okay. it was oh, it was july 4th weekend wow, wow. was
1: was kurt russell a household name at this point was oh, he yeah. was he was box office just dynamite at that point um, i don't
2: know if he was box office dynamite but you know escape from new york mm-hmm. preceded this the thing Yep. preceded this he had a bunch of like he was a disney kid so yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah basically he had you know the thing in 1982 escape from new york 81 the following two movies after this were big for him um 87 tango and cash sure that was pretty huge movie and after that um he's an overboard, no, overboard i'm point. sorry overboard was yeah. 87 tango and cash 89 okay and then in the '90s, like he got a little tombstone. One of my favorite movies, 1993. But yeah, I think people, John, just thought John Carpenter, Kurt Russell together, how could you lose, right?
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, if you were 20th Century Fox,
0: <laughs> you lost. Mm-hmm. And the big, uh, the big thing that everyone learns about this was John Carpenter who usually doesn't rush movies. I mean, he's not one of those overly like every shot needs to be perfect he's not he's you know he has a pretty good sense of of directing but he was freaked out because eddie murphy's golden child was also coming out this year and it has a similar theme of like asian mysticism and monsters and fantasy elements and he was really really worried it was going to come out first and basically just steal the spotlight like you don't you don't want another? What were the asteroid movies? Armageddon and uh, Deep, Impact. D- Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. Right. What were the? Uh, wasn't there two Twister movies? Was there another? There were one or two just,
2: volcano movies. Two
0: volcano movies? volcano movies.
2: There Yes, was, there was
0: Joe versus the volcano.
2: There was yes. the one with Anne Hesche and the yep. one without Anne Hesche.
0: It's the one, by the way, spe- speaking
1: of that movie, I have to say that, John, you know that I'm a professionally trained actor, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I'm familiar.
1: I took I took one acting class in high school. And um, I, I, was also, I was also president of the National thespian Society when I was in high school. I did plays and musicals in high school. I wasn't very good. But we t- I took one acting class, and the sweet lady, bless her, who was the director slash drama teacher, she phoned it in by the, that point in her career. <laughs> and I swear half of the, the that semester, all we did was watch the movie Joe versus the Volcano <laughs> for acting lessons. And like she would just show us Joe. Ver- so, well, we're watching Joe versus the volcano today, and because I think it was the only VHS she had, and to to show acting chops. And yeah, that, who
0: won? Who won?
1: Uh, I think it was the I think the volcano. Won. Volcano. Okay. Well, he. It was a draw the first film, and mm-hmm. then the second film. Uh, the volcano won, and then Mister T came in the third. Uh, volcano. Gotcha. Mister T Boston versus the volcano.
2: John, I don't, what? I don't want to turn this too much into volcano talk box office talk, but I just pulled up the box office for 1986 and hit, Big it, Trouble hit, in hit Little us. China was the number 72 film <laughs> oh, year. Jesus.
0: What was Golden Child? I know that was up there. I think that made like 70 something million or something. Big Trouble in Little
2: China just barely outpaced Princes Under the Cherry Moon oof, and oof. Charles Bronson's Murphy's Law. Oh. But it's but it's in the same neighborhood as Brazil and Space Camp, and that's a neighborhood I'd like okay. to live All in. Right. But before <laughs> before we move on,
1: wait, wait can, can we take a can we take a get a, and I might even be off by the year. Uh, I have a guess of what the number one.
2: Oh, that's what I was headed was, towards. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, do this.
1: Can I take a guess? Please. I I'm gonna say, and I could be off by a year, maybe. Uh, was it Top Gun? It is. Is it? Did I get it?
2: On on number one. 176 million dollars. Holy
1: can, can, good. Lord. Can you walk us through the top five real quick? Yeah, top 1986? five.
2: Top five at John. 1986. Number one, Top Gun. Number two, Crocodile Dundee. Oh okay.
1: Yeah, classic. Number
2: three, the Karate Kid Part Two.
1: Yeah. Well, I went to see that in the theater wearing my uh Miyagi Do
0: headband. Oh my God! It's a yeah. uh, uh, cultural appropriation, but anyway, yes. keep going. Yes. Number
2: four, the first of these films that I did not see in the theater. No, wait, I did see this in the theater. Never mind. Back to school oh. <laughs> was huge. I don't think it I wasn't that big. I didn't realize that movie was that big.
0: Triple Back to school was bigger than Aliens. <laughs> wow. Rodney was a was a box office draw. Yeah. But yeah, was it because was this was he that finally bef- got some respect? Was that before or after Rap and Rodney? Like what? What? That's after I think. After, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's but- what kids like. Maybe a lot of young rappers saw Rap and Rodney, and it's like, wait, this guy's in a movie now.
1: Uh, that's why I was a big Ronald Reagan fan back in the day because uh, because of Rap and Ron. That, oh, there was okay. a, I heard it on the radio once, and I was like, boy, this president is hip. <laughs> I, you know, I was eight. I didn't know it wasn't him.
0: So, John, you and your mom saw so what what made it so magical for you? I mean d- distancing yourself from the bad box office. I know you were a young kid who loved box office. You were a numbers kid. Love the but numbers. What, what, what is the new issue of variety? Get, get it to me. <laughs>
2: Actually, I did read variety like every week at the public library, but but what who's on the cover of Premiere? <laughs> uh, I don't, I it's I mean, it's, you know, when I was 13 when it came out, and it's that perfect blend of action and comedy. Like I think the funny parts in the movie are legitimately funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it has tons of memorable moments and characters and in a way, and maybe in hindsight, I mean, I could be wrong here, but it's the kind of movie that sets the template for decades upon decades of successful movies like it that are that are jokey but exciting and and rollicking
0: yeah action comedies right like that yeah that was i i almost when i was watching it halfway through i'm like this is like a comic book kind of come to life you know it with with the the martial arts the kind of over the top heightened um John Wayneish character he's kind of playing with ton in, tongue in cheek kind of character where like it's not like real Kurt Russell Where you know Kurt Russell in most of his movies he you know he's he's funny he's sly but this guy was just like throughout the whole movie what's going on I can't believe what's this magic crap what are we doing here let's get these guys like he was such a big bold comic strip Character, comic book character, come to life. Yeah, and it's interesting not, you said he's not the hero of the
2: movie. He no, he's not. Yes. nothing
0: right. Yes, yeah, he's, oh, he's...
2: he's the inept American. Everyone yeah. else around him is uh, who's pulling their weight.
1: And it's interesting, Jeff, that you said John Wayne uh, because I thought that. And I should say, John, I, I'm this movie is definitely my wheelhouse, my timeline. For whatever reason, I never saw this movie. It just it just passed me. I guess just like most of America in 1986, I did not see it. Uh, I r- distinctly remember the video store with the cover, the clamshell, of course, but I just never got around to seeing it until this past week. Loved it. Oh, awesome. Um, I, my take on Kurt Russell is that he went in, his method acting was, I am going to be John Wayne meets Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, there's an
2: interview that I read where Kurt Russell said in Escape from New York, he was going to do Clint Eastwood for the whole film. And having rewatched that recently, all of Snake Plissken's delivery are so Eastwoodian. And I I didn't think about it at the time when I saw Big Trouble in Little China when I was a kid. But now having that in the back of my mind when I rewatched it over the weekend... Oh, it's all John Wayne.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How great is Dennis Dunn, who played Wang. Yeah. He's the he's the, best. he's the hero. He's the hero. He's the star. I think it was a perfect contrast to, like you said, to the big, dumb, loud American who keeps who keeps messing up, but he also has his hero moments that just keep him, you know, neck and neck with being being the top guy. I like to pepper, John, these things. As we talk, I like to throw in a few fun facts. First off, I want to tackle the elephant in the room, the the not good whatsoever thing in the room, guys. It's the theme song. This song is actually called Big Trouble in Little China with words.
1: You can feel the wind is rising, baby, now the truth is here.
0: Take us away. Take us away. Take us away. Big
1: trouble.
0: In little China. You can feel the thunder moving. Baby. Mm -hmm. It was written by John Carpenter, performed by John Carpenter and two of his. USC film school friends Tommy Lee Wallace and Nick Castle performing under the group called the Coupe de Ville's. It is one of the worst. It's almost I don't even like I don't know John Carpenter well enough that he did this just as a complete spoof. Well,
2: he does the music for so many of his movies
0: and he does great music. Was this just something that he said, let's make fun of a theme song to a movie. And I have you watched the
2: video? Oh, there's, is there a video? Oh, there's a video. Oh. oh. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's possibly uh, worse Well, it's than interesting the because song on its own.
1: The voice sounds like Kurt yeah. Russell's yeah. character in that. Uh, so I thought maybe Kurt Russell sang it, you know, a la a, you know, bobby brown and ghostbusters 2 type situation or whatever. he
0: might have i mean all it said here well, all i heard was carpenter and his film school buddies performed it i was figuring it was carpenter and one of the guys
1: and that's what i saw
0: but yeah i didn't know if but if i mean here's that here's listen to vocal. this if you had to go to his character and say hey you sing a song that's exactly what he would write and that's how he would sing it and he all would right, sing, so sing song it from is the is cab i'm of sorry his... Chip. go ahead the,
1: the, the, he would sing it from the cab of his uh, of his <laughs> truck. tractor trailer as he's pontificating
0: yeah doing his little radio show over the seabed yeah. eating a hoagie
2: at the beginning that i would love yep. to oh. know more about that looked yes. like a good sandwich what all
0: right john here's a quick trivia what did he follow the hoagie up with oh my goodness i looked at it and i got a big pang of of yummy nostalgia like oh i remember buying these things all right.
2: I mean any guess that I would make, I'd just be it'd just be a shot in the dark. What do you got?
0: Jim hey, can you can you give us a, give us
1: a initials? I because I, I remember thinking I it's, was a like, oh. it's a dessert.
0: It's a dessert.
1: Oh uh, yes, it was an apple pie, right? Yes. Uh, a uh, hostess apple pie. Hostess
0: apple pie. Oh, that's yes. fantastic in the green wrapper. Yeah, he 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 woofed that down and just threw it after that. That hoagie did look good. And they probably should have spent more. Maybe there's a DVD commentary, extra scenes where. A little more attention is given to the uh, the truck cab hoagie.
2: Well, speaking of DVD commentaries. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, speaking of DVD commentaries. So I've had big trouble in Little China on my mind for ages. Mm -hmm. And back in December of 2019, they put out like a two-disc DVD set that came with a seven-inch with some music from the movie that Sacred Bones did. Oh, my goodness. I bought that for myself as a Hanukkah present. And then I don't know if you guys heard, but in March of 2020, I had a lot of free time on my hands. (laughs) So I started watching all of these things and I kept thinking, you know, when am I going to watch my, my Hanukkah present, my big trouble in little China DVD box. And every time I was about to take it out of the packaging, I found something else. (laughs) that didn't involve putting a disc in our PlayStation. (laughs) And so it took from December of 2019 until us deciding to do this podcast (laughs) for me to finally break in to the steel box. But was it worth it? it, Well, it's super worth it. Uh, It has like five different audio commentaries. It has the music video I was talking about, uh, which, which I have to say, anytime someone says the words big trouble near me and we can all agree that song is awful Mm -hmm. anytime someone says big trouble in the back of my mind i do think in little china (laughs) so so something got through but yeah there's like deleted and extended scenes and a slightly alternate ending and like i spent all of last thursday i had the best time for about two and a half hours like you know it's it's i mean i think it's kind of a delightful movie and it's compared to
0: action movies now like it's 99 minutes long oh mm-hmm. well that's one thing about this yep. our we love we love a lot of things we but the common elements are you keep a movie to an hour and a half that's that's perfectly that's you perfect. always can't go wrong you can't right yep and John- some of
2: the some of the the extended scenes that they include are from a like film student standpoint really interesting because you can see how they would have to cut down lines and cut down reactions because there were there were some great stuff that they left out but the movie would slow down and oh. instead it just keeps going and
0: yeah there's no hour and breathing. a half later yep.
2: you're uh, you're back in your car
0: yeah uh speaking of DVD commentaries. Kurt Russell was known as one of the first stars to actually do DVD audio commentaries. The um, the John Carpenter movie, uh, 1982's The Thing. Many people consider that the first great audio uh, DVD commentary for an actor to do. So if you haven't seen that, I haven't, but I learned that today. So I'm very excited to watch that movie with the commentary. Because I, I picture him, you know, he just... I don't know him. I haven't done a deep dive on, him, but he seems like an all around super good dude.
1: Well, and I don't know if you know this. I've I love him on DVD commentaries because you said he was the first. He's also the most prolific. Uh, Some great DVD commentaries he's done. uh, He did DVD commentary on Goodfellas. Uh, If you remember uh, Out of Africa from 1985, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And Go the ahead. entire Rocky series, he just loves doing. Oh, he doesn't have commentary. to be involved. He oh. doesn't even have to be involved in the movie. Wow. He, you, you, you. If you email him, if you send him a movie, <laughs> a DVD, mail him a DVD, he will record audio for you and send it back, so you can watch. I don't know. Let's say Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he will. He will talk through the entire thing. That's fantastic. So it's amazing. It's a right? great guy.
0: Yeah. Good to know. Yeah.
2: Good to know. Send him a copy of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk over it. It'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. By the way, uh, 2021 Jack Burton, he's alive today. Mm -hmm. He's still a trucker. Uh, does he have the vaccine or not? (laughs) Whoa.
0: Uh, I thought we were going to
2: talk about the old man Burton comic that I have checked out from the library in the other room that I still have still haven't read, but I, I think that's a, that's a pre pandemic publication. Okay. Uh, Oh, God. I'll say yes. I mean, I want to say yes. So do because, I. But, I, I think one of I his friends tricked him into that's.
0: getting it. I think he was amb- ambivalent. And then yep. Wang just somehow said, hey, do you want to go into this place? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, yeah, but first you got to get this fun little shot. And he's like, yeah, there, you know. There's yeah, a, or there's but, a- but,
2: but oh, but it could be that it's like, you know, I could get vaccinated or maybe I could just drink this thing that Egg Shen gives me and it'll it'll have the same effect.
1: <laughs> oh, that, oh, uh, as I called it, liquid cocaine, is that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That yeah. elevator scene after when they're all just sitting in there, they're all happy and smiling at each other and giving yeah. thumbs up and great. they're all full. And so that is a great scene. There's so many, obviously, well shot scenes. And like John mentioned, it just, it is just nonstop, you know, escapes, action another escape fight the one thing i found odd and i think i wasn't expecting it i wasn't expecting guns right because i'm so used to really fun like you know karate movies growing up like there were never guns it was just like hand-to-hand combat um you know, knives, throwing stars, like John's wife will tell you, throwing stars, Mm -hmm. Uh, those sticks they battle with. But, like, no one ever whipped out a gun. So, like, when the two rival gangs in the beginning and one starts, they just start firing, that kind of bummed me out.
2: Yeah, I, I wonder if it's because you're not expecting that to happen, Yeah, and then it happens. But at the same time, while you were saying that, and I certainly, I don't think this was my dream Playground when I was thirteen, but if you're a thirteen year old boy, and it's like okay, there's going to be a movie and it's going to have truck drivers,
0: mm-hmm.
2: martial arts, <laughs> guns. I know where you're going. Yep, guns, and monsters, monsters. Yeah, like that's just kind of uh, everything you'd want when you're that age. So I wonder if John Carpenter decided what that's are all point. the things that I liked when I was a kid. Now, if memory serves, and I don't know this much about this. The original version of this film was a Western. Yes. The original script. I'm mm-hmm. right. So maybe- I believe
0: in, yeah, one of the writers said, let's make it easier for the viewer. Let's take out one major element to make it. It's already this kind of weird movie where, you know, you're going to go into this land that the average person's not used to, this environment of like Asian mysticism. So why don't we just make it, you know, a current day? and everybody was okay with it and one Ju- other thing and
2: maybe yeah. we should have talked about this from jump and and we're also probably not the right people to be talking about this as three white dudes talking yeah. on a podcast finally three white guys yeah on a podcast. we did it guys we did um it. this usually movie five. could be horribly racist
0: oh. Oh
2: yes. 1000%. I was ex- I was expecting, I was expecting
0: it. some problematic. Yeah.
2: And it, there's I found very little. There's one like like the only gong that sounds is because someone knocks something into a gong. Like mm-hmm. thinking about other movies of that time period and Asian representation in those films mm-hmm. like from 16 candles on yeah. down there's some yep. Ugly, ugly stuff, and so I, I think, like we were talking up top, the fact that, you know, no one is. No, you know, Jack Burton's the stupid person yeah. in the film, yeah, and everyone else are the heroes. It's, uh, I think, that's another reason why the movie is, has aged well for me as compared to watching it and going. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I just saw it the one time. He is fairly, like, he's sort of nonplussed by some of the goings on. But at the same time, he's very accepting of the culture itself. It's not like he is this bigoted
0: interloper who's, yeah, he's just, that's, that's his scene. He's just like, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. This is one of my best friends, you know, and it's just, just going about, you know, Mm. their business of, of getting involved in these hijinks. Do you know that Kurt Russell got his first acting role playing Jungle Boy on a TV, television, TV, a television show, super popular television show in the 60s. And it might have been one of the most annoying TV shows of all time. Three seasons. Wow. Um, I'll give you one hint. I I believe the Harlem Globetrotters visited.
1: Oh. Were there were there seven main characters? Yeah.
0: Wow. He was a young boy, and he was on gilligan's Island. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. What do you think of that? The, the, he was friends with Walt Disney when he was a kid. Like Walt Disney signed him to the contract. He did three. He played the same character in three very popular Walt Disney movies, like The Computer Wore Sneakers. um What are some of the other ones? Um, two other ones, uh, and there were. I watched them when I first got Disney plus I went and I looked for their whole, you know, they had all their movies. Mm -hmm. Do yourself a favor, like go watch. I believe it's like the world's strongest man or boy and the computer wore sneakers. He's in both of them. And he's just like this good looking young, you know, like early twenties, late teen. And you'll be amazed at like how not good, like how, like the forced amount of fun those movies tried to be. And they just really weren't like the thing that always stuck with me, like anytime Dick Van Patten's in something, it's not good. I, I, (laughs) he, he, to me, he's just like a ball of like nerves that ruin stuff for me. When I grew up and I was watching eight is enough. He was like the worst dad, like Mm -hmm. eight times an episode. He would just say, Tommy, Mm!" like that was him. Wasn't your
1: nickname for that show. Seven is plenty.
0: Yeah, seven's plenty. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Six were good. <laughs> and allegedly, I can't, I said allegedly a bunch. Hmm. Apparently, Apparently, there we go. That's much better. Why,
1: well, well, I don't know if you know, John, since the last time you've been on here, this podcast is legally binding. So oh, it's yep. probably a good thing that you're.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you can't. On one of the movie podcasts that I was listening to, I don't remember if it was Blank Check or with Gorley and Rust or How Did This Get Made or what have you. I fall asleep now listening to a lot of movie podcasts. I really like listening to movie podcasts for movies I've never seen and I'm never yeah, I going do that. to see.
0: Yeah, me but too.
2: apparently, allegedly, rumor has it that the last words that Walt Disney either spoke or wrote down were Kurt
0: Russell. Yeah, it's true. He wrote it really? down. Is that and right? And he spelled Kurt wrong series yeah. k-i-r-t what about that huh john I think that's an I thought,
2: acronym could be for those of you
0: who don't know yeah uh,
1: you, you know that character game you play like at parties sometimes where you put like famous people's names in a hat and then you pull it out and you have to like explain Sleep to with the, the other person's, person's wife all oh, right right mean, exactly yeah. that's a key mm-hmm. party yeah that's a key oh, party. but you next do that. that's uh walt disney was shot and killed at one of those games so he had written down kurt russell oh, just on a slip of paper shit. put it in the hat and then somebody was like, hey, you cheated when we did, you know, James Madison mm. and then and shot him. And that's how he died. So that's that's why he, the last words he wrote were Kurt
2: Russell. Wow. Huh. A whole yeah. lot of American history. I don't know. Yeah. Things they but don't alleg- keep-
1: allegedly. That's what
2: I've I've heard.
0: John Solomon, big Star Wars fan. Did you know Kurt Russell auditioned for both parts of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo? And it took George Lucas a while to figure out who was going to be cast in both roles. And Kurt Russell went to me goes, I got to know because I'm up for this other part. And George is like, listen, I can't get back to you. I'm still not sure if you're right for either role. And he's like, all right, take me out of consideration. I have a TV show, a big TV series with Tim Matheson called the quest, and it's going to last an entire season and no one's going to remember it. I'm going to sign on to that instead. Ugh. What do you think of that John Solomon?
2: So I think there's a screen test <gasps> of Kurt oh, Russell reading as Han Solo. Oh
0: my god, how great. But would there's that a be.
2: whole like alternate universe where Kurt Russell, William Cat, and Cindy Williams are the three what? leads of Star Wars. I think I think Holy. those are all people who auditioned for
0: So the greatest American hero would have been Luke. Right?
2: Yeah, so Mark Hamill ends up playing the greatest American hero in this oh. alternate universe, and William Catt becomes Luke Skywalker.
0: Holy crap.
2: And Cindy Williams is Princess Leia.
0: Hey, speaking of Cindy Williams, wow. guys, gotta say, rest in peace, the big ragu, Carmine yeah. Redusa, everybody. Yeah. That guy could dance, mm-hmm. he could box. Did he and Fonzie ever meet? I feel like they did. He was the Fonzie of Laverne and Shirley's world. He was, yeah. Right. If if you don't,
2: Carmine anything. and the Fonz do rags to riches. I'm not going to click through on this, Ooh. but yeah,
0: I like to it. It Seems
2: like this is something that exists. As my tribute to the big ragu last night, <laughs> uh, my wife and I went to a concert and we got back absurdly late, and we forgot to have dinner beforehand so at two in the morning i took a piece of italian bread poured tomato sauce in the middle and just folded it together and yep. that was my that was honey my dinner.
0: honey we having a big ragu right now we're having a big ragu john and she just like tacos big ragu style she she got out the five gallon costco um what is what's is the costco brand kirk kirkland kirkland, kirkland. i said Kirk Kirk Kirkwood Kirkwood. I believe yes that is a meat puppets brand meat puppets brand is Kirk right the five gallon tomato sauce got a ladle threw it on some bread yeah uh John you're a party boy I'm surprised you made it tonight you were out and about last night celebrating was that the last night of Hanukkah for um probably everybody's most favorite Hanukkah band right I mean that's their thing they're the Hanukkah band right aren't Mm -hmm. they known as that
2: among other things, but yeah, we went up to see <laughs> Yola Tango, and it was um, it was really great. I'd never been to see them for the eighth night of Hanukkah before, and at the end, uh, Ira from Yola Tango and his, I'm assuming, nonagenarian mom sang a couple songs Aww. together, and that's how they finish Hanukkah every year, and it was really nice do and, they and late. Did, do they do it every year, or is this... Yeah, except for the exception of last year and maybe the year after Maxwell's closed because they used to do it at Maxwell's in Hoboken. But one of the really great things about having it at Bowery Ballroom is there's a lot more space on stage than there was at Maxwell's. So basically, whoever the surprise opener is ends up collaborating with Yola Tango for the majority Mm -hmm. of their set.
0: Who was the surprise opener?
2: Uh, last night, uh, it yeah. was Comedy Minus One Recording Artist 11 June Day.
0: <laughs> so what? that's why we would be cool if they had a new album out this year. It would, but... be.
2: it would be lovely if there were just 10 copies of the double LP since grazed below my feet in the basement. Um, oh my but God. No, people... like this, yeah. The Sun Ra Orchestra was night two of Hanukkah. And so oh they my God. played together. And then uh, Lowe was earlier oh, in the week. Chip and loves so... Lowe. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I hate having to keep secrets mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed the times that Nicole and I have gone to see a Yola Tango Hanukkah show and not knowing who the comedian is going to be because there's always a comedian and not knowing who the opener is going to be. And in this case, this is information that I had and I there are friends that I know that really like 11th Dream Day that I wanted to make sure that oh, they would be couldn't. there, but I couldn't tell them. <sighs> so I had to sort of like, hey, you going to see Yellow Tango on Sunday? <laughs> and if they said yes, I'd be like, great, I'll see you there. And uh, a friend of mine who lives in Brooklyn texted me on Saturday to say, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? And she kept asking me these questions about Sunday, and I thought she, I couldn't figure out if she <laughs> knew what I knew, or if, it was just coincidental, and eventually I said, "What? What? What? What, what are you getting at here?" And it turned <laughs> out that she was going to be in Central New Jersey and had something that she wanted to drop off at our house. Uh, but by me being vague, trying to, to push her questions to the side, she then had to do her own uh, sleight work and was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'll see you Sunday." Now you,
0: know, you like said that. comedian. Which puppet did Jeff Dunham bring on stage? He
2: brought on now if big trouble little china is delightfully
0: non-racist <laughs> uh, jeff dunham
2: go. even the score <laughs>
0: <laughs> who would be all right chip give me one comic who would not play during yola tango's uh nights of hanukkah i i i, I was thinking jeff dunham would be good but obviously not
1: like a, like a nick de yeah not, he, yeah i don't think he would be very well received in no. that um you know uh you know I, I, for whatever reason uh J- jimmy jj walker doesn't seem like uh a, a great fit for that for that <laughs> room he's somebody who apparently is uh fairly um i don't want to i don't want to disparage or speak out of turn but i've heard that he is very um let's just say patriotic oh okay uh very 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 angrily patriotic that's what oh. i that's what i've heard yes
0: Good career move for him.
2: Um, who, who else coming I'm up next? Yola was... Tango. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep it going for <laughs> Mr. John Panette. <laughs>
0: Whoa, I like that.
1: Now there, there's somebody who, if we talk about being delightfully not racist, um, I'm not saying that John Panette, the late great John Panette was, but just uh, if if his his let's just say his biggest bit. Uh, from the 80s and 90s was him getting yelled at in a, at a Chinese at a Chinese buffet, uh, and you can only imagine how that may go. And there I'll do go. it right now, <laughs> it something like this.
0: Goes <laughs> a little something <laughs> like this. Kurt Russell also turned down another famous role, guys. Martin Riggs, the 1987 movie *Lethal Weapon*. Really? He would have did a pretty good job in it, don't you think? Yeah. And then in 1989, he played a version of Riggs in, of course, Tango and Cash, mm-hmm. where he's paired up with Sylvester Stallone. 28 years later, Tango and Cash, the two actors are in a movie together. 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, there I you know. go. A little interconnectivity between yeah. all the actors. Not a good movie, I don't think. I thought the Kurt Russell role was dumb and annoying. And I, I think I had my fill of Chris Pratt at that point.
1: I think we all have at this point.
0: Think so? Yeah, that movie, it was fine.
1: fine. Can we talk about Kurt Russell's boots in the movie mm-hmm. for a moment? Love uh, them. Like, I feel like they they stole them from, like, somebody was doing a production of The Deer Slayer. Ooh. And somebody ran on the set, stole their boots, and then brought them, brought them to Kurt Russell.
0: They had to be big enough to hide his knife, right? Yeah. I think that was one of the, okay. the prerequisites of those big... Deer Slaying Boots. Yeah. Because that knife got him out of a lot of pickles during the movie. It really did. Kim Cattrall, guys, what'd you think? Kim Cattrall was in a, she was in 10 years of TV shows before this. Everything from Columbo to like Love Boat. Like she was just your perennial, young, hardworking actress who was just in a ton of TV stuff. Then she got her breaks in Porky's. Did you know that she was in Porky's I and mean, she was I, like in another? I did know that, I yeah. Didn't know that. And she then was then also she... in uh, the
1: original Police Academy, right?
0: Yes, only one. She only did one. The, the first one. one.
1: She was, if I remember correctly, she was the one that did all the the funny voices. voices yeah. That... Yep. Yep. that was her, right? If yeah.
0: you saw one of the scenes of a big trouble in Little China, she does a helicopter like impeccably, and they He's thought like, okay. yeah, they thought like a helicopter is coming to save them, and then they pan over to her, and she goes like. Just like kind of like goofing yeah, around. Yeah, that's a... She was also in Mannequin. Oh, before right. That was one of her big moves, and then of course this movie propelled her to nothing. Nothing great because not a big box office hit. As we, I as didn't we
2: love Gracie Law when I was a kid. I like Gracie Law a lot more now, partially because she's like a nineteen forties. Yep, wise talking character who just gives you nothing but exposition yeah that was yes. her. her and the and the reporter newspaper reporter mm-hmm. have a couple lines that no one would ever say they give you <laughs> so much information about what's going on
1: like i i know that this was in 1986 and not 2021 when i watched it but after most of their lines i thought the person they were talking to was going to be like do you have wikipedia up right now <laughs> and i know that wouldn't work t- you know chronologically that, that because they didn't have wikipedia back then but that's what a lot of their lines seemed like
2: yeah you're looking for david lopan the businessman <laughs> who has <laughs> never been seen, <laughs> seen who also yeah it's it's so great
0: <laughs> who hears the rest of his resume it's I gotta it's, tell you that that's very helpful for a guy like me who has a hard time following things and figuring out stuff yeah she comes through for me. It,
1: she really does. Now, does great, Gracie Law gave me a vibe. I think it was just her look. Uh, I want a thumbs up or a thumbs down on this movie. Mm. She reminded me of Kathleen Turner's Joan Wilder in Romancing the Stone. That, that's the vibe she gave off. Thumbs up, thumbs down to uh, the movie Romancing the Stone.
0: I don't remember it.
2: I'm going to say but, thumbs up. Now, it's okay. been a long time.
1: It's a fun movie. But,
2: I, I remember, movie. like, I saw it at least twice when I was a kid. And we also saw Jewel of the Nile, which mm-hmm. I don't, I remember being kind of a little bit of a letdown by comparison.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember even if I saw that or not. And then like, there was yeah. War of the Roses, which I thought was a seat, but I think that was just a completely different movie, but it just had the same three people in it. Um, I, my, my, I, I would go in third grade every day after school in the fall of third grade. I would go over to my friend Nathan's house after school and we would watch the first 45 minutes of Romancing the Stone. And then it would be time for me to go home for dinner. And then I would come over the next day and we would rewatch it from the beginning. We had the VHS, but so I saw the first 45 minutes of R- R- Romancing the Stone like 15 times and I only ever saw the ending like twice.
0: Would you guys like to play a little game, a little quiz?
2: I would. I, I feel like I had one other thing to say Oh, no. Say we're going to get back to the movie, John. Yeah, yeah. I, I've oh. forgotten it.
0: I like. I'm a big Kim
2: Cattrall, Kim Cattrall fan.
1: What did Kim Cattrall do? Because she, she and, and I'm going to get this wrong. I hope I don't get this wrong. She's in Sex in the City, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. What did she do between, let's say, Big Trouble in Little China and Sex in the City? Like, what were the 90s like for Kim Cattrall? I don't remember her what was going on a lot do you, do you guys remember
0: well when sex in the city came out very late 90s early 2000s right so she probably had about a 10 year of doing stuff yeah i heard she was really in grunge i believe she was a uh, okay
1: was she was went, she went seattle mother love bone she was a mother love bone No, for,
0: green river short
1: time green river right. that's what it right. was yeah mm-hmm. yep.
2: all right i'm gonna check this let's see
1: oh yeah she did some big trouble in
2: little china and mannequin are back-to-back years Oh, she's in she's in Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country of course well she's okay. in Bonfire of the Vanities ooh and then kind of uh i mean it's all it's all not particularly memorable until
0: Baby Geniuses in 1999 one or two just just one just one okay she wasn't in two that was a really good book
2: is that a movie that has Jonathan Lipnicki in it, or should have Jonathan Lipnicki in it? Ooh. look at that poster and the and.
1: Oh, that that definitely looks like.
2: The tagline like... for Baby Geniuses. Naps are history.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah!
2: Think innocent, <laughs> think helpless.
1: Oh, Dom DeLuise again. is in this movie i've never
0: seen it but peter aren't we talking about baby geniuses yeah oh my god we can say we could do a nice smooth seg right into baby geniuses all right guys this game this is called the big quote unquote big movie mashup okay we're taking two movies pushing them together okay and you have to give me the title so john you're our guest if i gave you the clue giant colorful dog wreaks havoc in san francisco neighborhood think about our movie we're talking about today
2: so clifford the big trouble in little china is that what you're looking for it's
0: clifford the big red dog in little china oh yes okay Okay. so that's kind of the vibe we're going for you get it yeah this is a good game it's a good game chip okay two cultures come together for a romantic celebration in a san francisco neighborhood two disparate cultures Um, big big my
1: my my big fat Greek wedding in little China.
0: 1000% correct. Yeah. Yes. Very good. John, here's one for you. A nerd's right. bike stolen in San Francisco neighborhood. Big top peewee in little China? Uh, so close, so close, so close. So Come on, before. one before. Don't, don't take so hard, Always, uh... don't overthink it.
2: <laughs> I can't remember, oh, peewee's big adventure in little China.
0: Fantastic. <laughs>
1: It, they do have both, both have big in there. Yeah, that. big
0: yeah. top. We, we could accept either one. Yeah. This is a tough one. <laughs> this is a bad clue, too. Large pretend mother makes home in San Francisco neighborhood. A large pretend mother. Oh, John thinks Can he I knows. Can steal?
2: You. Yeah, go. Uh, this is Big Mama's house <laughs> in Little China.
0: <laughs> yes. Well never, forget, oh. <laughs> never forget.
2: Never forget.
0: Paul Giamatti was in Big Mama's yep. house. Wow, this is so good. All right, Chip, then John gets that one. Then, Chip, I will give you, young boy is bequeathed a professional baseball team in San Francisco neighborhood.
1: Uh, mm. I, I, I can picture it, but it is, is it like the big league? Close. The big, the, the big, big. chip book little league little oh the, oh that's right little big league in china little yep. china
0: little china yep you guys get where we're going with this now yeah. right john this is a good one for you recent movie group of investors bet against u.s mortgage market in san francisco neighborhood
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> i believe it was short yes in little china i yep. couldn't actually remember the name of that movie the Big Short and Little China, oh, okay. and there's
0: like there was a Kevin Smith version. Do you know what that was called? Uh, big Big Jorts in the
1: uh, Big the Shorts, big jorts, the, the Big Shorts and Little yeah. China,
0: <laughs> animated movie guys. Uh, large inflatable robot battles Tech Batty in San Francisco neighborhood. Bad guy, large inflatable robot. Chip, you probably haven't seen this. It's like you have, have like yeah, I wish. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know this one. I think big John
2: Pick- Hero Six in uh, Little China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: is it that? Mm-hmm. Is that the big Michelin Man kind of looking guy? Yep. Yes.
2: I don't know if you've seen that one, Jeff, but man, the beginning of that movie is unexpectedly bleak.
0: Oh, I I really have. When my girls wanted to watch it a second time, I I couldn't. I was just so. Is there something with modern
1: day? Animated yes. films like of the 21st century, it's 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 like the Marines. They they mm-hmm. they break you down and yep. build you back up.
0: They break you down. They want to you to remember that your parents are not there forever.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's then very then important they for a kid. Reprogram you. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And then they reprogram, it, build you back up, and there's like, your parents may be dead, but now you have a a dog who's a friend that can talk. Yep you know it, it evens out a mm-hmm. couple more guys a couple more john a group of annoying college friends get together to listen to and dance to bad hippie music in san francisco neighborhood oh, oh the big
2: chill yep in little china. little china two more guys
0: two more of this Ooh. This is a good. This is. Like, I'm. I'm enjoying this. Enjoying this. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you know. Sometimes these are a little rough. But uh who's up? I think. uh I'll, I'll take this. I'll take okay. this one. Two chefs make a big meal for a critic who never shows up in San Francisco neighborhood.
1: Uh, I don't know this one. I this knew the big chill, yeah. but the big. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't know. It's Sorry. a.
0: It's a. It's a Stanley Tucci Tony Shalhoub. Mini, yeah. driver. mini driver I'm takes place in able, new jersey yep
2: i'm not gonna be able to pick it john can you hit us with it big night in little china that movie has that timpano that they make in yes that movie made me really want to eat a timpano yeah so they,
0: they showed you literally every single step of making it and it made everyone very hungry all right chip here's the last one for you this is tailor made for you because you're probably a fan precious rug gets peed on in san francisco neighborhood
1: yeah this would be uh fargo in little china <laughs> oh wait no no i'm sorry it's the wrong one raising arizona and no no no, no. Oh,
0: you're getting so close
1: oh brother where no, no. Yep. Wait, hold on blood simple in <laughs> i i know at uh the big lebowski in little china
0: there you go i was gonna do give you guys one. Oh, i love yeah, yeah. bring it on Playing the
2: piano with Robert Loggia in San Francisco.
0: Oh, oh big in Little China. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John! I swear to God, I have that, and I skipped over it. I have uh, manchild. Great- I yeah. have manchild plays floor piano in San Francisco. Je- Je-
1: Jeff, if I have to say something, I, I don't yeah. want to hold back here. I was, I was literally disu- uh, I was as much as I loved that quiz at the end. I was disappointed that there wasn't a big reference it's, it's, and you have it's, it right there. And it's you right re- here. You it's re-
0: man-child man plays floor piano. John added in the Robert Loge, which I think is important. Yeah.
2: So the thing I was going to say before the game
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that another thing that I like a great deal about Big Trouble in Little China is it's an excellent mm-hmm. that guy movie. Like there are mm-hmm. tons of, hey, it's that guy. Yeah. Like yep. Like even the the hatchet man, is mm-hmm. the asian fight coordinator who's in like he's once you with the 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 long mustache mm-hmm. the, the goatee <laughs> yeah he's in everything
1: he's once, is, that the, is that the one we're thinking of he's in die hard right i believe so yeah
2: i mean if, if it's a movie he, eats
1: the, he eats the candy bar in die hard he's behind the uh yeah
2: the Mater d at the restaurant was also in a sketch on the Tracy Ullman show. <laughs> yeah. Al Leong, American stunt man.
0: There you go.
2: Yeah. Uh, Al Kabong Leong.
0: Kabong.
2: And he's in big trouble in little China. He's, I mean, just, yeah, he he's in everything from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure as Genghis Khan to die hard to the aforementioned lethal weapon to big trouble in little China. Uh, what else? Oh, he's, he's in escape from LA he's everywhere
0: john can you name the five movies that john carpenter and kurt russell did together i can name four one is a tv movie that's probably the one you're not oh no i can oh, i don't know what can. that's called though okay but he
2: he's he uh, Escape from new york Escape mm-hmm. from la big yep. trouble in little china the thing and then the one about elvis
0: yeah i think it's just called elvis or elvis okay. presley yeah we're uh And that's weird at John Carpenter, John Carpenter, man, got to give him credit. He didn't, you know, he was great at one genre, but he went, he went to other places, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you look at his filmography, like he made, if not successful films, like iconic films, you know, a wide variety of, I mean, you know, if he had just done Escape from New York. That would be something that I mean, I rewatched that recently, and it is that is also a super efficient movie, and even more so than Big Trouble in Little China. Like, every single character in that movie is memorable in some yeah. way or another. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if he had just done, you know, The Thing or just done Big Trouble in Little China, but there's also They Live, Starman, Christine, The Fog. I mean, I haven't even said the word Halloween yet. Yeah salt on precinct 13. And then he kind of stopped directing movies and has just focused on music and he's good at it. Yeah. I mean, he plays the, the music from the movies that people want to hear. And, uh, I mean, I think he was, I don't know if the, the Hollywood structure changed and it became harder to like, like he made a lot of movies for a lot of different studios
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I don't know if it just became harder for him to do things on his own terms, like he had basically been doing for his entire career. But uh, yeah, I've, I've you know, I've had him on my mind a lot recently, just because of uh, all the different things I've been listening to. So when yeah, I saw um... Chip at the end of the um, fraud street run, and he said, we should do a movie, like immediately, I threw... Big trouble in Little China, right back yeah.
0: at him. I think um, the other one was Escape from New York. The Union. It
2: was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just because I Netflix, wanted to watch those movies.
0: Netflix has this little series. I forget what it's called, but it's like, they have a series like- the How Movies fa- That Made Us? Yeah, that's it. The Movies it's, That Made Us. It's incredible. It's, so they just, John, they just had a whole series of like four or five like groundbreaking horror movies. Um obviously halloween was one nightmare on elm street was the other friday the 13th Um, friday the 13th and oh aliens Mm -hmm. alien and aliens one of one of those and it's great like the john carpenter one might be the best one like just showing you like you know him just making these movies on like a real small budget getting all their friends involved like that's what it was all about it was just like I have a friend with a ladder. I have a friend <laughs> yeah. who who can do crazy makeup. And I have a friend who's, you know, and that's basically...
1: This guy walks funny. So let's make him Michael Myers.
0: Yeah. Just like
2: the, the person who took photographs on the sets of a whole bunch of John Carpenter movies, put out a coffee table book because she had she was like the set photographer for you know six or seven of his movies during that run in the in the 80s and uh, i'm you know just ha- being able to have the same person doing that every time like you're you're yep. creating this uh this through point between all the films that uh, i think is kind of a, a neat thing to see
1: i would love to I put f- out a coffee table book
2: you're
0: gonna put one know, out
1: i d- i would love to but i don't know what i would what would the top if you if you jeff if you had to make a Great question. book or something what would you
0: what would it be that's a really a good question probably yeah. all the different jeff dunham puppets okay yeah like that. but but well, you the, were
1: his photographer for many years right
0: yeah and so yeah. i have a, a really like a, a gigabyte worth of terabyte yeah. even maybe a yeah. terabyte worth and the thing is when i take photos of the puppets it's not it's not dunham with the puppet it's the puppet in kind of his own environment kind sure. of just relaxing doing something
1: show, he's in into green room, green yeah, room having, having you know cocktail. just mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah i, I don't it. know i don't know what i would call the, the cocktail but yeah i'd probably do jeff dunham puppets
2: do uh do either of you watch how to with john wilson on hbo
0: no but
1: i've been yelled at that i need to by my brother-in-law and i and I, i'm a huge um nathan for you fan and i believe yeah. that's nathan field right so i, I need to watch it
2: yeah um no there's a this does not spoil anything but there is a ventriloquist in a Ooh. recent episode i'm in sold I'm yeah in. it's um it's a pretty remarkable show as far as just uh, if you just keep filming
0: yeah and
2: keep good track of everything you have you can come up with some just the 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 swerves that the narratives take and Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm I recommend
0: it. Okay. Yeah, Joe, Nick and Joe found footage. Love. Yeah. Love them too. I think they had them on the show last year. Yeah. I got to watch those. I know they're on HBO max now, I believe. Yep. And they're yep.
2: not, they're not particularly long, but it's definitely the sort of thing that you should put your phone down while you're watching it. Cause there's a lot of visual jokes that tie to his narration. Mm-hmm. Okay in a way that is a different style of comedy. Like there are definitely visual gags in comedy. Don't get me wrong, but this is just a, this will have three or four things like that in a row that if you're not paying attention, uh, you you would just totally miss. Okay. So I think it's, I think it's really well done.
0: Uh, a John Carpenter wreck that I love. I used to be very into vampire movies, John Carpenter's vampires that movie i i love it so much and i can't even really put my finger on why but i just love it that's all i'm gonna say just if you're if you're in the mood for a vampire movie watch that one okay there's a lot of
2: movies that i haven't seen that you're not the first person to say that but it does it it's in that like it's weird because it might be the one movie from 1998 i haven't seen (laughs) because That was during the period in my life that I lived down the street from a dollar fifty second run theater mm-hmm. and so I think any movie from like nineteen ninety seven to nineteen ninety nine I probably put six quarters in my pocket and went to go see so uh, I don't know how I missed vampires
0: I will say it is Daniel baldwin's best movie. he's so good in this movie, uh being a hundred percent sincere he's so good and Asshole extraordinaire, but he was so good in this movie. James Woods. James Woods, he's a good actor. Complete douche in real life. But, you know, it happens sometimes, guys. John, if you had to sell, let's say some millennials rolled up to you and they're like, hey, human radio station, you seem pretty hip. Give us a movie that we can watch when we Netflix and chill with the fam.
1: That was a great, I I almost thought, a millennial like took over your
0: microphone. No, Jeff. it was me, Jeff. It was actually yeah. me. Wow. I have I have kids, so I'm used to like I you know I'm pretty hip just through okay. you know,
2: yeah,
0: just being around them.
2: So, just any
0: movie that I no, would
2: recommend? No, the Big people?
0: Trouble in Little China. You have to recommend it to. Okay, to, how would you recommend this movie?
2: I think I might lean heavily on the comic bookiness yeah it's good of it i think that yeah you don't want to i mean because it's not like it's not like one of those deadpool movies or whatever where it's just like bludgeoning you with comedy Mm -hmm. but it's it's still a comedy so i don't think i'd i'd sell that yeah i think i just i would just you know what i would here's what i would do i would just tell them it was based on a marvel comic from before (laughs) they were born
1: smart move yeah
2: and then (laughs) they'd be 40 minutes in and one of them might look it up but i'm not at their house yeah
0: who cares they're just like this isn't part of the multiverse this this isn't canon john john solomon lied to us
2: it's one of the few movies from 1986 that wasn't canon yeah or Golan globus
0: you guys ever watch canon the tv series religiously
2: i like that (laughs) I like that short film where the guy is shot by one in the
0: stomach in slow motion. It's a good one.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. He died. Oh, what happened?
0: <laughs> no, just old age. Oh, he okay. lived a good life. Yeah. Yeah. That was
2: a long time ago, that film. Yeah. There is a comic book series in addition to... Uh, there is also a Big Trouble in Little China. I got these from the, also from the library, but I still didn't finish reading it. There's a comic book run... Of Big Trouble in Little China that starts exactly when the movie ends.
0: That I love that. Isn't that cool when they do that? That's something that yeah, John
2: Carpenter was super involved in it.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: And it's it's not amazing, but it's still kind of like it it scratched an itch of like, oh, all my all my friends are here again.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, this is something, John, (sighs) we talk about this movie. Did not have it. We love a good ending. well it kind of did but the last scene where everybody who was in the movie is together again at the very last scene usually it's a freeze frame where everybody's like and that that's like you know just completely wonderful to us they had you know a little last scene everybody was there but when they're in a restaurant together which is very nice but i don't want to ruin the very final scene which was such a great final not only just final scene but it was Funny and it just kind of like almost made fun of. Is there going to be a sequel or what's mm-hmm. going to happen next? Just I thought it was great, and, and I it loved- could have
2: ended on your freeze frame. It yeah. very easily could have yeah. had a freeze frame in the mix.
0: I do like that John Carpenter's. He said we are not spending more than fifty dollars on the the monster. Like we're th- this. Fifty dollars tops. Can you make a monster for fifty dollars? And he was still horrifying. Yeah,
2: I think everything in the movie (laughs) looks pretty good, though. That like, yeah, floating circle creature with all the eyes and all the the like neon of the the wedding sets. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty good looking movie. Yeah,
1: uh, and I mean, it
2: it didn't feel. It doesn't feel you know, in, in a wide variety of ways, it doesn't feel super dated to me partially because it is kind of like, you know, like Jaws is the first blockbuster or whatever. But to me, this is the, the dawn of the modern blockbuster as we sort of know it now, even though it was a, a total flop at the box office.
1: One thing I appreciated, a lot of wheelchair uh, antics going on there.
0: Good wheelchair antics. A lot of,
1: lot of, lot of, a lot of fun with gravity there rolling Mm -hmm. down the wrong places yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and like you know during that time i think jackie chan started making his movies obviously like i believe the 80s too and that was his thing he was like you know the whole balancing on things and like goes all the way back to you know the old silent movie guys where you know like the house falls right when the window they go through you know like all that kind of physical action movie so when those like little nods where yeah where he's in the wheelchair and it's just about to go in the well and how he has to slowly like get back up and yeah did you know that I believe that was Buster Keaton
2: I keep talking over you I'm I'm sorry sorry. no go ahead ahead. ahead, please
1: Uh, I was just going to say and I think this is very important that I get this out there I believe that was Buster Keaton who the house fell on him where he had you know just stood Mm -hmm. there did you know this true fact Uh, they didn't tell the lady who lived in that house that they were going (laughs) to cut her wall off like she Holy was shit. just in there, and she's like, "What did you do?" And they're like, "Hey, lady, it's Hollywood. Yeah. This is what do you we know- do here." And do you know whose house it was?
0: Who's I- Big Mama?
1: Was it? That's mm-hmm. where the movie comes from. Yeah, John, I'm, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're really upset that you almost, uh, that you almost cut me off from telling that, that y- spinning that yarn.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was I know that they they've talked about remaking Big Trouble in Little China for years and years and years and I'm not sure I don't want it how I feel about that it's one like they've also talked about remaking Logan's Run forever and that's something that I'm sort of curious about but that's another one of those movies that I just love so much but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure I want there to be another version of it but um The Rock has been attached mm-hmm. in some way shape or form He's not like he's not today's. Maybe The Rock a while ago was today's Kurt Russell as far as like comedy mm -hmm. and action,
0: but I don't.
2: How about instead
0: of instead, how about Romancing The Rock? He could remake Romancing the Stone with The Rock, right?
1: Okay, I like where you're going with this. You like where I'm going? I haven't
2: haven't seen Jungle Cruise, but isn't that Jungle Cruise? Oh, yeah, (laughs) it is. It might
0: be i actually i i enjoyed it i heard it's good yeah it's good. gonna happen at some point in this it's household. Fun. you got but it's I, hey yeah kid kid friendly movies
2: i mean i think the general the things that work nicely in big trouble in little china i, I think could be good in a remake or a oh did I have this idea or did my friend Dave have this idea? You
0: take credit for it. Dave, no,
2: Dave's going to prob- listen to this. So, hi, Dave. But uh, you can make a Big Trouble in Little China sequel, but it has to star Wyatt Russell.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great idea. Is Wyatt t- Russell still like the cocksure loud American or?
2: I mean, I, I think, and this was one of the things that I definitely watched when I wasn't watching this DVD that I finally opened, but I had not watched Lodge 49 before mm-hmm. the pandemic. And mm-hmm. he's so great in that as like a slacker surf bum kind of type yeah. that he could just be that and just constantly agog at like this world within his world that he's now been caught up in and i'm sure you know jack burton driving the pork chop express all over this country (laughs) of ours he's probably got a few wyatt russells out there so one of them you know falls into somehow he gets he gets he gets pulled back into his uh i liked it pops world I'm ready to green light it. So well, you're,
1: say, you're saying a sequel to Big Trouble in China with Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Hear me out. What uh-uh. about also, what about a sequel with Kerry Russell, TV's Felicity?
2: As the lead?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That makes more Chuck, sense. She's great. Chuck what can she do? She cut her
0: hair. She makes she more sense driving. to me, John. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, there are I'm no think bad it... ideas.
1: Yeah. yeah. No bad ideas in brainstorming. And that's what this podcast is all about.
0: Brainstorming. Yeah, we should green light something. How do you? We'll just yeah. How do we green light something? You, know, I want to. I... I either want to top line a project or green light a project. Okay. I want to do one of the two. Yeah, but I like. What would we call the sequel to Big Big, big Trouble and Little? Can we China? option something?
1: Let's option option something. something. Okay.
0: What uh? What would you like to call if it's a sequel? It would probably be like you have to either go with like bigger trouble Double in little in, China in or smaller China. Big trouble in littler China
1: big trouble
0: bigger trouble and little or china
1: or you could have if, if only china from the wwe was still with us right. it could be big china is in little trouble. little trouble yeah or
0: if you get the whole group around mr big it's in trouble yeah. with yep. china mm-hmm.
2: a little Wait, bit well, there was a metal band called trouble oh yeah so have mr big mr big trouble And
0: China's daughter, Little China. China Phillips. China Phillips. Yeah. There's
2: also a metal band, Little River Band. Oh no! But there's, there's like a isn't there like a hair metal band with the word, like is China Crisis? Were they a hair metal band? China Crisis. No, maybe not. I don't think don't think they were metal. I mean, this isn't like a Mr. Mr. Big Black Flag of democracy kind of thing, but I think mm-hmm. there's a way where we could, you could yeah. string all of these together. Where I would love to do that. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Trouble. Trouble.
0: In. And yeah.
2: then uh, since they called their second album Six Demon Bag, throw Man Man in for good measure.
0: Wow. Sure. Yeah. That, I love that,
2: it. That's the only uh, lasting popular culture reference i could well that and also the fact that mortal Kombat just totally stole the the storms
0: oh yeah the three storms
1: i was gonna say i mean because it felt like i felt like i was watching a video game movie when i was watching it
0: there was a video game for this movie that i don't think it was popular but they did make a video game called Big, big trouble in little china i'm not sure what platform i don't I don't do video games, but that was one of the things. I don't think it was very popular. John, thank you for telling us to watch that. That was just a fun, like I, I would tell anyone, if you just want a good 90 minutes of fun. Would you call it a action. romp, Jeff? Jeff, you know, you know me, I don't like to overuse the word romp.
1: That's true. Yeah, I apologize. It's one of those especially, things. Especially this time of year.
0: Right. Yeah. But uh, it was such a good movie to watch. Like it cleansed the palate of you know like seeing action movies now and mm-hmm. just like john said like you know like deadpool or whatever like every word is a quip and super uber violent and it's just like too much stimulation too much overload in both yes. this just well paced they let scenes breathe they let lines breathe but it's still a great movie mm-hmm.
2: so- i as part of all this re-watched escape from new york mm-hmm. and then i heard that there was a movie that was described to me as escape from new york in space Ooh. and that is the 2012 luke Besson film <laughs> lockout oh starring guy pierce
0: oh i like guy pierce
2: and lockout is escape from new york in space to the point that John Carpenter won a plagiarism case. <laughs> I love wow. it. Luke <laughs> But Uh-oh. and like there are a lot of actors in this movie that I like, like Joe Gilgan's in it, and Maggie Grace and Lenny oh, James okay. Oh my God. Guy Pierce's character, the and like even more quips than a yeah. dead fool at oh. every opportunity. And it's unbelievable
0: bearable the most quippy we're re-watching die hard and die hard Two. we watched both weekends every single line of bruce willis is just a cringy kind of quip when he's talking to his cop friend they're just going back and forth like it's to the point where it's super distracting you're like can we just get back to you guys shooting each other? Like, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear you talk anymore, Bruce Wellis. Everybody else is fine. Bonnie Badia, fine.
2: We're talking about Gracie Law being a exposition, exposition. vehicle. Yep. Mm-hmm. The beginning of <laughs> Die Hard Two has maybe yeah. my favorite <sighs> like three line exposition where John McClane is double parked outside of dulles international airport and there's someone trying to give him a ticket and he's like hey i'm a cop from new york city just here to pick up my wife but it's christmas (laughs) hope nothing crazy happens again it's it's it's, yeah it's 11 or 12 seconds of just i mean it's terrible writing oh yeah uh, but everything you need to know yeah you don't need to have seen die hard Nope. You just need to hear three sentences that Bruce Willis says to an airport cop. You
0: know, I think that no- could be a
1: nice way to write a movie if you have a big action movie, but you don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. Like just have a Bruce Willis sitting on an airplane, nervously talking to the guy next to him, and he's you know he's talking about balling his the toes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, What are you up to? And he's like, I'm a cop from New York going to see my ex-wife. I'm gonna meet her at the Nakatomi building. I hear that it might get hit by some uh, some some Eco or some ego terrorists who uh, who are actually just bank robbers, and mm-hmm. they're going to steal a lot of these notes, but they're going to disguise as that, and they also have a lot of explosives, and they're going to uh, you know rig up the whole explosive thing, and then leave. Uh, they're going to think they're going to leave through the roof, but they're actually going to leave through an ambulance at the end. Why am I even going here? And <laughs> then just roll credits. The movie's five minutes long. You well, got all the good parts <laughs> in. Yeah. And you're not paying for all those uh, those uh, extra, you know, all, all that. Uh, all
0: I think we, we need to do either a full podcast or just an episode. We each bring the greatest exposition scenes.
2: Yeah. To. I'm reading the Die Hard 2 script or at least some form of it online. Mm-hmm. And the script is even more exposition-y than the movie. Oof. Like. I'm just meeting my wife's plane. You got to give me my car back. This is my mother-in-law's car. She hates me because I'm not a dentist. I was in LA once, hated it. And it ends with him saying, hey, come on, it's Christmas. It's like everything oh. you need to
0: know. Um, John, you are probably getting ready soon to do, is this the 33rd annual? Yeah. 25-hour holiday radio show on 103.3 WPRB coming yep. live. From your home in 2021?
2: Not from this room, but from one room over. Yeah, I have a bunch of equipment. I got to test this week to make sure everything works right. But yeah, it's all systems go for Christmas Eve.
0: Fantastic. Before I
2: jumped on with you guys, I was quickly catching up on stuff I hadn't previewed yet. And there were some, I heard some, it's, it's just hitting the stretch where I'm starting to hear stuff that I'm excited about playing on the air that I haven't played in, in past years. So Oh, nice. Yeah, there, you, was some, there were some good finds today.
1: This will be your second year doing it from home. Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you have to stay up for 25 hours, correct? Yep. Is it easier or harder to do this from the comfort of your own home?
2: Completely, question, easier. Completely easier. Completely easier.
1: Because I would almost think it would be harder just because it's like the bed is right there.
2: No, yeah. but you know what? You know what there are here? Windows. That- oh,
0: nice.
1: Uh, okay. Like yeah. seeing
2: the sun Yeah. Mm-hmm. or going out the front door and like getting hit with some cool sure. air. Yeah, Opening the
0: yeah. window, just lighting up a cigar like you're known to do. Right. Yeah. It's,
2: And I don't have to lug anything anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Plugging's the worst it's yeah. and it's
2: like you know record shift in boxes, and I've dinged my back loading in and stuff like that, like it's who needs that it's and then when it's done, I don't really have to put anything away till the next day, like I really i mean I don't know if you remember last Christmas Eve there was a terrible storm, mm-hmm. so the main issue for me was, are we gonna have electricity, yeah. And so I had a backup like two hour show that I like an emergency break glass show that I'd recorded that if we lost power, that would go on.
0: Okay. And And it was just you doing impressions, right? Like you doing your favorite impressions from all of your
2: movies. Picture, if you will. Jim Ignatowski might do a Christmas (laughs) marathon like this.
0: Like something like this.
2: Um, But thankfully that didn't happen. So yeah, it was, it was more just, that was the only thing I was really worried about. And because the weather was so bad, uh, my wife and daughter ended up coming downstairs and sleeping in this room on the futon. So like anytime I'd walk by to go use the restroom or what have you, like they'd be in here sleeping. So they'd kind of like, they were here in bits and pieces even overnight. And then they're in the kitchen while I'm facing them doing the show. Like it was, I mean, it really felt like I had invited people into my home and, and I I really liked it. And I didn't expect that a year later, the studios would still be inaccessible to the majority of the air staff at WPRB. But I certainly, once it, once it hit September and it was pretty clear that this is how things were going to be like I mean, I, I may regret this come December 26, but uh, I feel pretty good about the fact that it's happening live from home again.
1: Good, good.
2: Yeah, what's whatever your, makes it your, easier.
1: What is your sleep protocol for the day leading up and the day after, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Sure. Or do you um, like, to
1: keep, or you can keep that a surprise? Maybe, maybe you don't want the viewers to know.
2: No, I usually, I mean, I try and get like a good night's sleep, but not too good a night's sleep before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. Like, oh, I slept till 3 p.m. And the show starts in two hours. Like, I have a whole checklist of stuff that I'm wanting to do. Uh, I just try and, you know, sleep a little bit more. And I just try not to overdo anything. Like, today was actually the cutoff day for coffee and sweets until the 26th. So, this is my switch to, and I'm not a huge sweets guy. And I think we've talked about this stuff before. But, like... Definitely. A lot of tea, a lot of just like, I don't want to get a cold or whatever from, Mm -hmm. you know, having a bunch of chocolates, which also sometimes give me headaches. Like I just, I know all the things that can create problems and now I just have to try to avoid them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I'm going to be doing any, uh, heavy lifting or like, trying to demold our basement or anything like that mm-hmm. between the, right yeah between 11,
0: the... 11 mile run from one part of Philly to a sketchier part of Philly, nothing like that.
2: I uh you know what I really enjoyed? <laughs> I I loved the fact, I mean I know it took me like two miles to get it to actually work properly and you all dusted me during that time, <laughs> especially Chip who had a car. But uh I did I the did fact that. that the app for the fraud street run had your voice, Jeff. And then yeah. occasionally, especially the closer that we got to four seasons total landscaping, your voice would come on and say things like, "Careful, five rusty nails ahead." It it really helped me. <laughs> navigate, I tried to make it as user friendly as possible. to the finish line.
0: Yeah. That's
1: By the sweet. way, John, I don't I don't want to break the fourth wall here, but that actually wasn't Jeff's voice. Uh-uh. That was your impression of Jeff. Yep. John doing that Solomon. that's how good your impressions you are you john you sell yourself they, short you tricked yourself yeah you didn't even I'm remember that you recorded of, that.
2: man of one voice yeah chip and i have made, to i i thought i actually a couple weeks ago when i was on the radio i did a station id and i thought that i did it as like a character and i said to <laughs> nicole later i was like yeah i did like kind of like i did it in a tough guy voice and she said oh no yeah i didn't i
0: didn't I thought I did tough guy. <laughs> john's like uh wprv a very nice. very nice chip i have to tell you i don't i don't mean to like lift the curtain behind the magic but if john does fall asleep anything happens in the past have you met his twin brother ron solomon i have not ron's a pretty good guy i believe he stays at john's house just in case is that just- right just in case he sleeps a lot, but he, during John slow periods, Ron might get up, might get take, up in case, in case. Take of over the boards a little accident, bit. Yeah. He, he's also a very skilled DJ. He's, Ron's Ron of the,
2: he's the guardians of the galaxy too of Solomon's. He's fine.
0: Okay. All right. So here's the plan guys. A December 18th, junk miles, Facebook live chip and I, maybe some guests. We're going to be discussing the Christmas classic, a Christmas story. Everyone join in that. Get on your Facebook account, reactivate it, borrow your aunt's Facebook account. Just join us there. It'll be a fun Saturday night. Chip and I are going to have an eggnog drinking contest. It's going to be great. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do on the 18th. And then week later, Christmas Eve, wrap some presents, get some wine, Chip, mm-hmm. yes. get pour yourself a nice drink. Yep. What time, John? What time are we starting? Five or six this year. Five p.m. Christmas 5 p.m. Eve. Until six p.m.
2: Christmas Day.
0: There you go. People were going to hours do it. in a row. And uh Chip, you and I are going to record something by the end of this week. We're going to send yes. it to John. Oh, awesome. That would be yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be great. Probably the best thing you receive. Probably most um, likely. Yeah, most likely. All right, everybody. So again, we want you all not we want you to watch Big Trouble in Little China. We want you to pick out your favorite piece of exposition get back to us there's many we want to you to know, join us on the 18th and join john on mm-hmm. the 24th and that's all we really need people to do right chip can you think of anything it. else we need people to do that's all we
1: need people to do yep
0: all right john chip
2: john gentlemen this was a delight as always thank you i'll come anytime you want me to come on for anything yeah. i'll come john, on i, I, I just I'll like, say say like hanging out with you yeah, i'll at say it once and i'll say it again mutual
1: john solomon you are the third beetle
2: yeah thank you that's yep. another thing i haven't watched but that's a whole separate show
0: don't don't
2: don't don't okay don't. i like to watch british people tuning things
0: <laughs> here's something what if it was eight hours of the beetle like, like recording a good album huh. <laughs>
1: So you're you're not a you're not a fan of the the Great British Tuning Show. <laughs> that that seems like that would be that would be a hellish nightmare for you to watch, John. That, that competition,
0: the the Great British micromanaging, yeah. session.
2: All right, I'm in. Okay. I'm go put okay. that on right now. Okay. Monday yeah. Night Football, be damned. Yeah. Oh, was I not supposed to say it's Monday? Doesn't matter. Okay.
0: You're just not allowed to say football.
2: Sports, yeah. be damned.
0: Yeah, we're not a sports. All right, guys. I'm very sleepy,
2: but this Take was care, a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, I'll, John. I'll see you soon, somewhere. Yep. See uh, you soon, or otherwise. Be well.
0: Bye. Goodbye. Bye,
2: Junk Miles.
0: Bye, John and We're miles. back,
2: people. All right. Bye.
0: Bye, Ron Solomon.